Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is the Scummy Mummies podcast. Hello and welcome to the Scummy Mummies podcast. It's me, Helen Thorne. And it's me, Ellie Gibson. And Ellie, yes. we've got a guest. That's not unusual. <laughs> no. We've not, not had a guest for about 145 episodes. So, exactly okay. right. And her name is, Ellie. Yep. Sarah Langford. Yes. Yay. Hello, Sarah Hello. Langford. Hello. You're lovely. Thank you for coming. <laughs> um, we'll be the judge of that. We'll see how we go. It's only the very start. I brought booze. That was why. That's she definitely, bought, that is five points right there. Lovely fizzy wine, Ellie. Not just fizzy wine, champagne. Ooh, yes. I love she did tell me it was regifted. gifted <laughs> I love a regift. It doesn't matter. It tastes nice. Yeah. We've, got, we've got Sarah Langford on the podcast because she's actually a barrister mm. and she's written an amazing book that lots of people have said is good. They have. Some yeah. Of, yeah. Like the Times, the Guardian, various barristers who know about this shit. I mean, you, you're a barrister, you're an author now, and a mother of two boys. Uh, is that right? Two boys. Yikes! Yikes. Like Ellie. <laughs> now um, we've got you on because we we met uh, one day. That's not a very good. That's a great story. That is a great story. No, you don't. We met one day. <laughs> Love to read your autobiography. Oh, I was born that. one day, <laughs> and then one day I went to school, uh, and then another day I finished the school, uh, and, a lo- and had a nice lunch, and then uh, I was a comedian, and then I was dead. The end. That's your. Is that how it's going to go? Yeah. No, we've got Sarah on because she has written this incredible book called In Your Defence, and she's a barrister and she's young and gorgeous. So not <laughs> if she was old and ugly, we wouldn't have her on. No, but my point is that when you you think about barristers I think of people like Rumpole or the Bailey and you think about old kind of barristers and you're you're just not that you're mm. you're smart and savvy and fabulous and um Ellie and I both read your book and it's brilliant and fabulous so we wanted to talk to you about that but let's let's crack on first with the family chat because that's what we like to do we're going to unpick the lawyer we're going to go beneath the wig to begin with so to speak can I ask began. about the wig because I am I'm, yes. I, I know everyone asks you about the wig it's really boring isn't it it was only when I got the email I thought yeah I should have brought it oh don't worry because people say to us all the time like oh we thought you'd be wearing your gold cat suits as if we just we literally go to Sainsbury's in them and stuff we, yeah. Yeah, we do understand that it's, you don't have to wear Although if I was a barrister, I'd totally would. Yeah, 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 yeah. And are they like like really expensive? Like they're made out of old man's hair. <laughs> <laughs> what? I mean, Prince Philip, not old Prince Philip's hair. <laughs> he just grows it and gives it to the bar. <laughs> Horses. Horse, horse hair. Horse hair. Horse hair. Okay, yeah. all right. So yeah. it's, it's always been horse hair then? 
It's pretty much always been a horse hair wig, yeah. Okay, right. All these old men throwing <laughs> hair down to their ankles and then going and having it shaved off so they can make a fucking judge's wig yes, out of it. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, okay, so, so does it, but does it, does it smell horsey? <laughs> Some of them do. Do Mine, they? Yeah. I've, I've had a number because I got, mine was stolen. Oh. Which always amused me a bit because I thought of the guy who obviously, who, who broke my car window and nicked it, thinking that it was a briefcase and then took it back to his room and opened it and it was a horsehair wig, a law book about criminal defence. Yes. And, you know, a gown and a collar. But it set himself, he set himself up for stripping, so that's yeah. a <laughs> Yes. Got a lot of work out there. It didn't Sorry. appear on eBay. I looked no. a lot. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. How much do they cost? I mean, they for? are a lot. They're a lot. They're like, the whole shebang is probably about 500 quid. 500 quid. And the old men, what, they get about a tenner each for, yeah. for the hair they yeah. donated? Yeah. Old Arthur and old Walter growing <laughs> their hair every year. Exactly. Yeah. Sharing out On the them. island of Shetland or something. Like some old Scottish people just growing hair for lawyers. <laughs> charity to grow some hair for lawyers it's like a battery farm and yeah just yeah they just they just have a last of the summer wine on a big screen Coming. in a big shed all day yeah, and the men right. just sit there Coming and just yeah. yeah they just feed them port like through a little dripper like oh, oh. yeah i'm imagining it now it's a beautiful scene oh. anyway we're supposed to be talking about your family aren't we not your hair that's right because we've skipped ahead a few few years like yeah. you weren't all you weren't born a barrister were you no 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 in no. fact you were told at school that well you you certainly weren't told you'd be a barrister, were you? No, I. when I left my school and went to my sixth form college, I went with a little kind of bundle that went with me and I opened it when I wasn't supposed to. And there was a letter from my headmistress that said, Sarah Langford will never be a high flyer. I thought, ooh, ooh, I'm only oh, 16. It's a bit early, isn't it? Wow. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> But actually, in hindsight, thanks because it's been a very loud bell. So it was a nice kick in the bum. You're like, "Fuck you, headmistress! I will fly very high." I mean, a couple of years of you know believing that that was true, and then yeah. So you went to pilot school uh, (laughs) just to prove everyone wrong. That's right. Uh, Did a couple of years at EasyJet, and then. So you didn't start off doing law, you were doing what arms no, or something I did. like that? No, I did, yeah. I, it is a light, now being a criminal barrister, I think it's basically a lifestyle choice. Which is, you, I, I could only afford it because I did civil law as well. Oh, right. What's you that? Get paid, which is family. Okay. And I used to do kind of whiplash claims and stuff. So I did three areas for a bit. And it, I remember doing a no win, no fee case where I got paid three times the amount that I had just earned on the four-day GBH trial that mm. I finished. Mm. I mean, you do... So the, I, think that, I think the average take-home salary for a criminal barrister is something like 28 to 9,000. That's, yeah, it's, that, not, it's not much for a job that you've got to work every weekend and you've got to work in the evenings. And also you've kind of like... If you mess it up, then the stakes are quite high. Mm. So... It's not. It's not a. It's not a lot for that. And I think a lot of people are talking about it now because there's be there's forty percent cuts in the last ten years. Mm. So there was a huge push towards making the bar less like Rumpole. Yeah. So the entry point's fifty fifty for men and women. I think even more women actually slightly go into the bar now than they all drop off. Yeah. As they get to their kind of thirties and so. But that, if you if you can't afford to go back to the bar because of kids like me, mm. then you are not going to have a diverse 
legal profession. No, everything's harsh if it's not diverse. That's my opinion. <laughs> well, it kind of is. Yeah. It's especially the case if you think about where you get your judges from, which is from the bar. Yeah. Mm. So if you've got people who are making law that aren't diverse, then that does affect everyone. Yeah. Um, can I ask a really stupid question? Mm. Uh, what is a barrister? I, it, I know, I've met solicitors that don't know what a barrister is. Yeah, because I know, like, the lawyers sort of represent you, but do you, you, you say it. The Go easiest on. way of comparing it is like a GP and a surgeon. Oh, right. So if you've got a problem that you don't know how to solve, you go and see your GP and they go... Mm, I, I actually call the A-team, but okay. Or with doctor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you have a kind of general knowledge of lots of stuff. As a, as a solicitor, you have a general knowledge of lots of stuff and you try and get your client as far through that as you can in the way that GP would. Yeah. And then if you can't, because it goes to court, ah. that's when you get a barrister in to do the like showing off bit. Yes, it's like when you're playing Monopoly and you've got to, you get four houses and then by then you need to get a hotel. Um, this is exactly like that. Yeah. It's no, like it's not. No, 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 no. I like her analogy better, which, which by the way was perfectly adequate. I had understood from Sarah's analogy. <laughs> it's the bit in court. Do you think you have to be a show-off to be a barrister? Is it a certain type of person who does it? Yeah, yeah. It's like The Firm or A Few Good Men. Like, you want those sort of dramatic court scenes and you, like, go, I object! You can't handle the truth! (laughs) Exactly! As much as you long to do that, you're not allowed to here. There are no gavels. There are no gavels. Shut up. I'm I'm cross. I don't know why you bother There's no Sarah. banging. I would yeah. just say, but you can see he's a prick. Yeah. <laughs> he is a prick. Yeah. He's mental. Look at him. He's mental. <laughs> he's mental. He's obvious. I oh, know. Yeah. yeah, no, you're not allowed to do that. What a shame. We could have made a great defence team. I think I think we should revolutionise the law and the bar, really. Yeah. We could... We could... We could exactly yeah. right. Yeah. We could get anyone off. Also, we could be lawyers. But that's <laughs> another story. <laughs> <laughs> Look, shall we get into the meat of it? Yeah. Shall we get into the book? I want to get say. into the book, Ellie. It's such a good book. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the book is called In Your Defence, Stories of Life and Law. And well, you you describe, you nutshell it for us, please, Sarah. It's 11 different stories, six criminal and five family. And you follow the protagonist, who is the person who finds themselves at the mercy of the law, from the beginning of their story... I get involved and it ends at the conclusion of the case often. Mm. So it's, I wanted to write something which was different from the ones that I had read before, which very often kind of, and very amusingly often as well, dealt with what was going on at the front of court, all the stuff about the lawyers and the judges. And I always thought that the people who had brought them there in the first place were quite often kind of reduced to a quite two-dimensional view of who they actually were. The people that I used to come across are really complicated. I wanted to take people into these people's lives and show them all the kind of complexity of it and make them think that there might be another side to these headlines that they read about people who find themselves in courtrooms. Well, I think I think it's a brilliant book and very readable. Not least because um, let's let's be honest, um, the stories are poo length. Uh, you can have a relaxed poo and get a whole story in. Yeah, yes, like I was yes. thinking more kind of yeah nap yeah. length, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> you can have that as a quote for the paperback. If That's you like. right. <laughs> I like that the stories are poo length. Elegant excellent, excellent. That's why I thought half my um, 
for my little divider. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, I love, love the bookmark. I it's know. a nice touch. Um, but it does make you think in, about things in a different way because like when you one of the cases is about taking a child away, mm. you realise what's happened to that mother and what her experience has been and that this has happened before and, and it really makes you think about things in, oh, in new ways. I literally it? can't... I, I, that's the best thing that anyone can say about it. Mm. That's the only thing I want to do is to make the, people think, oh, yeah, actually, <laughs> maybe there is another side to it. Because there are no... You know, that's what you learn when you do this job. It's really messy, Mm. you are kind of presented with these nice neat black and white books that you read and that's what the law is and that's what the sentence is and the law feels very kind of straight and straightforward but you've got to squeeze these kind of human beings and all their kind of grey squidginess Mm. (laughs) into this very straight structure and that means that you often get like you know various kinds of truth you can have two versions of a story both of these people are absolutely right in what they're thinking that case is a really good example because I did that you know there are lots and lots of cases I did uh, where that was exactly the problem who do you take the gamble on the baby or the mother that's it I think you describe it as do you do you yeah do you take a punt that the mum can pull it together but that's potentially the expense of the child Do, do you basically allow do you conduct an experiment on a child, yeah, I mean... that's exactly it. it. Yeah. But we have a really high removal rate. We've got the highest removal rate in Europe, mm. in Western Europe, of taking children away from their families. And it's really... When you look at kind of... And I haven't bogged it down with stats, but I have kind of wedged them in at the end. So there is a section at the end that's got the kind of drier stuff about... Yeah, I was going to read that stuff. bit, being honest. I yeah, I, that, I, I, I didn't read it. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, That was more That I was mean, more of a long wee for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, then I will summarise. Good. Good. Well, for the legal nerds, uh, it's, it's, it's wonderful, I'm sure. <laughs> but it does, you can have uh, two areas that are two local authorities that have got relatively similar demographics and their removal rate is different. So it really depends on how the person who's in charge of it, how they think about what they're doing when they are making applications for care orders. There was an amazing example in Leeds of a guy who went in, they Ofsted declared them inadequate and he was kind of shipped in and he massively reduced the removal rate and he totally flipped over, he's called Nigel Richardson, how they approached it so rather than saying we are going to focus on the child and remove the child they focused on the whole family and put in support for the whole family which of course is expensive Mm. so a lot of this a lot of the solutions to all this stuff are kind of basically I'm afraid throwing loads of money at it at the beginning Mm. and then you save loads of money at the end but Mm. that I think probably applies to a lot of stuff Mm. yes like Monopoly yes Another monopoly. That's how you get that's it. Yeah, Chat, yeah. <laughs> Good but I, did, I, I didn't want it to be I didn't when I, they're really intense topics 
they're really serious topics, but I didn't want it to be a book. I wanted it to be entertaining, not in the frivolous way, but in a readable way, mm. because it's quite, they're quite heavy, they're heavy subjects. But um, what I, I would say is that you really humanise the law and you humanise mm. the cases. And so it reads like a diary. But what I think is quite different is that you have a sense when you see cases in movies or on TV shows that there's some amazing kind of redemptive end it's like and everyone cheers and mm. it's all Aaron Brockovich but here there's some there's some sadness and there's yeah. some hard really hard decisions and there you know not everybody wins and you don't at necessarily always know how it ends up I think yeah, yeah. you've got to look I I think we love knowing what the truth is I mean I think that you know you mm. see that with kids quite a lot they you know it's quite black and white it's quite yeah good you know, and bad is it yeah and I think that's why we like watching and reading crime stuff and spy stuff because it's nice and satisfying to have like, oh, that's how he did it. Yeah. That reveal. And life just doesn't really do that. Not yeah. really. And there is there are um, sort of happy-ish endings to some of the stories and stuff. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, I think so. Yeah, and there's also, there is some dark stuff and there is um, a bit about um, a paedophile and like that's very, I found that very hard just to read yeah um and yeah and so how how do you defend them i know you must get asked that a lot and that's probably an annoying well, that's question. kind of why i put it in because yeah. when people say how can you defend someone who's done something awful that's usually what they're mm. thinking of someone who's been charged with offenses against children and so that's why i wanted to tackle that mm. and uh the case that i chose was one of a few cases like that where the guy was did not fit the stereotype of a of a paedophile. So he was he was very young and he said he was he, he, his parents. It was about exchanging pictures. Yeah. So he wasn't accused of touching anyone. He'd been no, exchanging no. pictures. Yeah. And he was brought into that when he was a young lad by older men on the internet. That's what that he said. The, yeah. That's what he said. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. But you do also talk about other cases where there's sort of worse stuff. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't mean it in a sort of accusatory, how can you? I mean literally like how... Well, I don't know if I if I could. I think it's really could hard. Do that even if I believe really it, hard. I don't know if I could do yeah, that. Yeah, it's really I mean. hard. And this is what you also learn, which I hope I explore: is how you build up your armor, how you have to separate yourself from your job, and that is a battle. It's, you walk down this kind of really odd line between your personal and professional. When you need to be able to be empathetic towards your clients, I think, even but, if they're really dreadful. Well. I think you need to at least kind. I I think you need to at least try and understand people or have mm-hmm. that part of yourself open rather than be completely shut off from it. But it's really hard when you're presented or you're locked in a cell with someone who's done something really heinous. Uh, it's hard not to let your own human instincts towards that person take over. So you do, you do kind of build a professional armor. But what really trumps it is that you do genuinely, and I know very few barristers that don't feel like this, believe in the system. Mm-hmm. So you kind of think, I don't need to like them. I don't even need to believe them. This That's totally irrelevant. What is important is that they get a fair trial. They get a fair hearing. Because if if that fails then, you know, we're America. Because, yeah, because I guess who are we to judge whether or not you could say, well, does everybody really deserve a fair, you know, if if they've obviously done it and it's obviously terrible, but then who are we to decide if they've done it or not, I suppose? Is that the thing? Well, if if they've pleaded guilty, then they've obviously done it. Right. So... 
if you unless it's a false confession we've all seen making a murder well yeah <laughs> you're not no you're not wrong yeah. yeah you can't have a double standard when you're talking about a system which holds everybody to account and i mean the government as well as the bus driver like you mm. if we're going to be able to say and i most people i speak to about this just kind of assume that the law exists as a sort of bubble above them and it's all ticking along fine and if they got mugged tomorrow or they witnessed a you know awful murder happen around the corner that the machine would kind of kick in and it would all be smooth and the judge they appear in front of is not party political hasn't been bribed by anyone isn't going to take a very hard line because they want to get re-elected which is obviously the american system Mm. uh next month so if we think it's all you we've got a pretty we've we've got a pretty good system in theory in practice it needs things that it's not getting at the moment but in in theory we've got a pretty fair system and if you start making uh if you start making judgments about who is eligible to have that system apply to them or not mm. then you're in a very dangerous place mm. and we all know we can all kind of wheel out all the people who've been sent to prison when they shouldn't have been but and have then been exonerated like guilty for and so on but i think it's more i think it's more the case that we want to believe we want to trust it we want to trust that it's going to work as a victim as a witness as a defendant and it only works if it's equal and fair yeah 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 man that sounds excellent yes anyway back to monopoly yeah <laughs> it's like she's a bloody lawyer or something unbelievable very clever, very clever lady the defence rests yeah uh, and, has, and has I guess gone. I mean for our for our listeners and one of the things I mean you engage a lawyer when you buy a house but one of the things that's going to happen to obviously 50% is divorce mm. and whether you go through it or you're supporting a friend I, I guess it would be nice to hear what advice you have for people because like the amalgamation of the stories that you're in paint a very strong and hurtful picture Mm. of what it's like to go through it and when you're involving children yeah yeah i think kind of the strongest advice i could give is stay out of court okay good Mm. don't get you involved (laughs) don't stay away from sarah i never want to meet you (laughs) okay good all right it's uh to be clear i didn't do ancillary relief which is the money bit because Mm -hmm. i found it I found that was almost more sort of heated in a way than the kids' bit because yeah. with the children's bit, at least you got the trump card, which is think of your children. Yeah. Uh, but so I did represent parents who were arguing about various aspects of their children's life, whether it was who the children lived with or how much one or the other saw each other or so on. And by the time much like the GP insertion example. Yeah. By the time I'd, I saw them, they'd been having this fight for a really long time. Yeah. And very often were very, very entrenched in their views of their ex-partner and what they wanted to happen and so on. And we've got, I mean, we've got a really, really old school system of... Uh, the sort of physical process of getting divorced, where you have to do a petition to get, you know, you put in your, uh, the, it's another way of saying application to get divorced, and you have to tick off what what the other person's done wrong, and most often it's kind of unreasonable behaviour. The point is, you've got this completely perverse situation where you've got solicitors it's saying like a blame to their, divorce, What's totally, it exactly. Yeah. You've got 
solicitors saying to their clients, it's not enough. Like, mm. obviously you'll get it. You hardly ever see defended divorces where you have an argument about the reasons. But you've got to, by law, you've got to kind of bump it up a bit. And you've got to sign a statement of truth at the bottom. It's a legal document. And they've, in fact, in October, the government published a report about no-fault divorce, which linked to a charities report that was done the previous year, which said all the arguments against having a no-fault divorce, was they sort of pounded them, the idea that divorce goes up. It does it away because there are all these people that have been hanging on and there's a bit of a rise and then it settles down. In Scotland, they have no-fault divorce. And given the option between blame and no-fault, 6% choose to blame. Everyone else chooses no-fault. And we, the stats from ours were something like 70% of respondents strongly disagreed with the accusations made against them. Mm. So right from the beginning, our legal system says... Blame the other person. Fight, fight, fight. Exactly. Fight, basically. Yeah. yeah, basically, yeah. What's wrong with him? What's wrong with him? <laughs> yeah. This more, and more, this and this more, and this. We need more. <laughs> Who's the biggest tosser? Come on. Let's go. <laughs> basically, yeah, isn't and it? I mean, come on. You're in this kind of, you know, you're in a really, you're in a, the, the fire pit anyway. You're trying to wade your mm. way through all mm. sorts of kind of awful technical stuff like house moves and selling, dividing assets. Like to add just this n- another layer of animosity on the top of it is unnecessary and it really affects people you know Mm. I've had conversations with friends who are going through it and they say stuff that you think just don't go down that road don't Mm. don't I think the kind of advice wise apart from trying to stay out of court yeah uh is which is possible now because they make you try and go to mediation beforehand so you have to tick a box saying that you will at least kind of find out it is the law, in terms of children, is very clear that it's completely irrelevant what the father or mother wants. It doesn't matter what they want. Okay. It's only about what is in the children's best interest. Okay. So I think that for people who are getting divorced, if they are able to put that filter on, mm. rather than go, I'm, I, you know, I'm not going to give, why should he have every weekend? I want to see them on weekends. Why should... You know, and, and use it as a bartering tool when people don't even I think without I think people don't know that they're necessarily because they're really hurt and frightened about mm. what's happening I think if you're able to put the filter on and say can can I say that this is in what the kids want as opposed to what I want then you'll then that'll pass the test the mm. legal test it's really hard. That must, really must be really hard. It's really hard. If you're really in it, hard. And, and you're and you're already at the point where damage have has been done, and such terrible things have been yeah. done to you, or you've done to each other. Who knows? Yeah. But you know, it must be really hard. It's really to hard. Step back from and that. I think that's what I try and get across in that particular chapter is that a lot of the time, people don't necessarily want. Uh, to have a slam dunk in their case. They just want somebody in authority to go, you're the good person. Yeah. He's a total... Yeah. Yeah. You want validation. You, you want... want validation that you did all the right things. He yeah. was the one that left with the secretary. You the yeah. one that washed the socks for 20 years. You know, he yeah. he's ma- he's should not get what he wants. Yeah. And the reality is, that's not what the court's for. Yeah. Mm. And 
it's really hard and I, I understand why it's really hard because I would no doubt feel exactly the same that you want someone in authority to go you are a good person and you're better than him or vice versa yeah but it, well, it can't we all know <laughs> <laughs> and has it changed because you, you do talk and it's not really spoilers is it because it's sort of short no. stories but you talk towards the end of the book about um, becoming a mum mm. and has that so are you practising now? No, I haven't gone back since I had my children for lots of reasons, but partly it's the worst job to do with kids ever because family's a bit better, but criminal is so chaotic that you don't necessarily know where you're going to be the next day. You don't know when you're going to get home. You don't know when you're going to leave. And uh, it took me a really long time to work out that the people who did it had someone... Had a wife. Had a wife. Yeah. Mm. And I... Had a backstop. (laughs) They had a big backstop. That backstop wasn't going anywhere. Yeah. I interviewed Helena Kennedy the other day, who I'd never met. She gave me a really nice quote, and I ended up being asked to interview her for something. And at the end, I was like, God, how gone? How did you you do it? Because she's married to a really high-up surgeon. Mm. And she's like, oh, I had a... nanny live with me I say oh of course that's how you do it yeah you need someone there 24 7 you do and if your children get sick or any of that sort of stuff you need I spoke when I when I had my eldest and I was thinking about going back after in that first year afterwards I looked through my chambers we're quite big chambers I tried to find someone who had under school age kids that was in court every day I found one and I kind of got hold of her and was like, how, how do you do it? She goes, oh, well, I've got a nurser at the end of the road that's open eight till six. My husband's got a really flexible job so he can work from home and my mum lives around the corner. I was like, okay, yeah. Yeah, you need, you need a village, you need a backup. You, you need, need a backup. all the things. You do, yeah. you do a bit. But then there's a challenge as well. You talk about how there's, it's quite open in some offices. They, they talk about, oh, they give the big, really important, like big number cases to the lads. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, the birds will be, you know. They want half-term. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. so one, really on. one of the advantages with some kind of friends who have gone back because they've had a husband that works from home and mm. so on, they uh, have usually made it work for them by working flat out during the term so that means kind of you know every Sunday evenings and so on and then they take off holidays and half terms and so on because you're self-employed so you can mm. Mm. but there is it's quite old school the bar still they're trying to change it they're trying to drag it in and actually funnily enough the Me Too th- the Me Too kind of movement took a lot of this in its wake mm. a lot of these kind of issues were able to be spoken about in a way that weirdly people hadn't felt able before but so they are trying to kind of drag it up but it's still uh it's still kind of you you still get told i've heard it hasn't happened to me you still get told well you know you wanted to go to the ballet recital Mm. so it's not on merit it's on yeah who's been a good boy Mm. yeah which Just is neglected very their family short the most. <laughs> yeah. You get the Who's prize. The yeah. the yeah. Yes, you get the money. Of, yeah. It's the same argument between letting women go out for a bit and look after their children until mm. they get to an age where they're a bit more self sufficient. And then going back, you think, well, if you support that, then that barrister's gonna come back to the chambers and be with you for the rest and then she'll go and be a judge and she'll go 
So yeah. they're doing it wrong, uh, basically. That's, <laughs> they're wrong. They're that's wrong. Yes, exactly right. <laughs> I mean, don't think it's any different. There's lots of professions, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, I yeah. There's that and like architects. That's another thing. Don't I mean, that, just, that is another profession. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Do you right. Want list anymore? Yes, you get the big houses and the, the little. Yes, Vets. yes. Get, little, get the big animals, yeah. and then the women get the little animals. I mean, yeah. that's what it's all about, really. Milkman. Yes. Um, any other truck drivers? Truck drivers, yeah. truck drivers yeah. get a really short run. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Surveyors. We done? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Good. Just going back to sort of you personally, do you think if you did like sort of go back tomorrow, do you think mentally you'd have like a like how would you definitely cope I think with it? Yeah, I think it's really hard. I think that this book I couldn't have written it if I was doing it every day because mainly my editor sort of broke the armor down. Mm. I would have written myself out of it completely, and she was the one going, "Come on, I want to know what you think. How did mm. you feel? You know, your kids." break you don't they they can break yep. you open mm. and I never cried before I had kids yeah and now I basically can't stop that sort of emotional unlocking I think I think it probably applies to lots of women though doesn't it mm. having a professional face that they have to put on and worrying about their kind of private face when they go back to work yeah impacting definitely. yeah mm. on how they're seen and whether they're seen as kind of weak or or you do what Ellie and I did, and after we had kids, created a whole career of just. I think that's basically celebrating the, fucking yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or write a book. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the same. It's basically yeah. the same. Yeah. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Shall we um, have a game? Can we have a game? Yes, let's have a game, Helen. Okay, I've, I have created a new game, listener. I like the sound of this already. And I like it's, its presentation. Yes, it, it's always good uh, when I do games. And this game is called, everybody, Grime and Punishment. Yes. Nice. See what I've done there. See oh, what I've done. Yeah. Please now, tell me it's about grime music. Please tell me it's not about grime music. 
<laughs> well, I, I was I was trying to do it at home before I came here, like create the game. And we was like, I think you should talk about grime music. I was like, no, <laughs> no, no, we're not going to do that. Because what we're going to do is um, I have three bowls here of anonymous things. The first bowl contains a grimy crime, right? That my husband or Ellie's husband may have done. So crimes, crimes of husbands, right? Topical. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then, <laughs> then we've got the punishment and then how long they have to do the punishment for. So, so this is, this is like your profession. So yes. this is like the, the judgment kind of thing. So should I just do a, an example just so it actually makes fucking sense? No. So, yeah. Yeah. Go for okay, it. Okay. So this one says, sits on a pile of clean clothes. <sighs> That's oh. annoying. Who does that? A husband. Why would you do that? Uh, yeah. Sees a sofa with just a pile of clothes. And instead of moving the clothes, because that would be no, really bad. Not in my house. Um, <laughs> but um, so just a just a pile of clean clothes and could move it, maybe put it away. No, just sits on it and watches the telly on top of oh, it. Oh, that's infuriating. Uh, yeah. Right. That's surely that's on the ticket off divorce list. Yeah. yeah. All right. So maybe this could be that we could use this for for later yeah. on. Uh, and then so the the punishment would be. Scrub the dirty oven oh, for nice. until he cries. <laughs> <laughs> until he cries. All right, let's I'm in. Okay, okay, okay. All right. I'm gonna have a turn. Okay. Returns milk bottle to fridge empty. Does he do that? <sighs> Fucking hell, Helen, just... you're living with a monster. No, this is not about him. As I said. <laughs> two hours ago when I was writing it's just some general crimes that may or may not have happened it's, it's just a but, mishmash of crimes based, on, based on different people you've been married to okay let's go with that um, play Lego with the kids oh that's oh, pretty dull that's that is pretty, pretty dull for how long though really? four four hours oh, oh, like do you think that's a good oh, punishment yeah, yeah. legal mind alright yes. you have a good dip Sarah. go for it Sarah leaves, leaves the hair leaves face hair in the sink in, in the, the bathroom, bathroom sink. sink. You know, I like who specified face. If it's pubic, I know, I know. I, I know. That's, that's why. That's why I had to do. I, I went back. So the the punishment would be <laughs> scrub the loo. Yes, scrub the loo for. Well, I mean, to be honest, when he's done the probably, fucking sink, he yeah. probably should because it yeah. probably would be a whole night. Well, I think that's necessary. I think it's kind of disproportionate to the crime. Actually, yeah. Harsh, yeah. All right, yeah. maybe that's a bit too harsh. All right, <laughs> oh, have another lily livered liberal. Leaves toilet roll empty. Oh, you know, like you know, sake, like a, yes. no, no, no. I don't like that. Exactly right. So he would have to clean the fridge. Oh yeah, that's mm, for half, half a, day. a day. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I, I, I don't hate cleaning. There's, I, there are things I'd rather. It's satisfying at the end. Hangs out washing too late. That means it's gone so on the annoying. turn. Gone on the turn. So it smells. Have yep. to go back again. Yeah, it oh, smells no. like a wet dog. To, yeah. Yep. So he would have to. Let me lie down. Yes. Just let me lie down. Just let, let me, me lie, lie down. down. Yeah. For oh. 27 hours. Yes. Oh, oh. 27 hour lie down after that. Oh. Thank you very much. That's, yeah. That seems good. Half finishes dishes, leaves pots. Oh. <laughs> now, I will say, in my house, we put everything in the dishwasher. Even pots, I believe yeah. it's a fucking, it's a dishwasher. That's yeah. what it's for. It's a washer. We've said that before. It's a dishwasher. So we usually just put the pots. But what my husband does in the dishwasher? Yeah, of course. Do you? Why fucking not? Well, it's got a wooden handle. Why have a wooden handle? Maybe a wooden handle. Well, so I didn't know you could do Okay. Oh, I'm going to do that? Yeah. yeah. You can do God. that, don't you? Um, so I put the... But then, um, when he's emptying the dishwasher, he always leaves, like, just one item just Why? on the side. Why? 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 
Why? I don't, it's like it's like it's like a mental thing. He can't finish the job. It might be a bit of Tupperware. It just, could be a cheese grater. It's just a random object. He will not put away. It makes me want to kill What is him. more annoying than this though is leaving things to soak. Oh, because yeah. oh. then it because then the water is cold with Yuck. a skim, oh, and yeah. you have to go in to get the plug because you can't wash the pot in the water that's been soaking in. No, it's gross. gross. It's My dad does that. Me. Drives me mad. No, Drives no, me mad. no, 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 no. <laughs> so uh, yeah, basically, we're saying dishwashing related Com- misbehaviour. Yes. Uh, the punishment is to listen to Baby Shark. <laughs> that's a good For one. For how long? For how long? Until I say so. <laughs> wow. Could That's be a day. Good. Could be a lot. And could be a lifetime. Could be. Exactly Excellent. right. All right. Eats toast in bed. I, I, I eat toast in bed a lot. I eat toast in bed drives my husband a bit mad. Oh, yes. God. You get a crunchy bath. in the bath as well. Eat toast, eat in, the toast in the bath. I love it. Oh. All right. Yeah. But the punishment is... Talk to my mother. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> my husband would like that more than me. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> Helen's mother. <Yeah>. <laughs> Whose mother we just talked about? Forever. Forever. <laughs> All right, one more dip. Doesn't use a tissue. When? Well, like well what we're talking about. Well, well you know, sneezing. Well, well, both is gross, isn't it, really? <laughs> like, just, I don't like just a constant nose wipe, I think. So. Do you have children? Yes. I mean, with the sleeves? Yes, I, mean, yes. I use a tissue on their sleeves. <laughs> But they come like, snot, snot. And it's kind of hanging oh, off. Yeah. Uh, back massage oh, yes. for two days. <laughs> That'd be annoying though, would it? Uh, yeah, annoying. I'm not oh. a big massage. No, uh, I know you don't like a, you don't yeah, like a touch. I don't like a massage. Touch is English. Sniffs loudly. Oh, I can't, I can't do sniffing. It's so annoying. I saw that on the train the other day where there was a sniffer and the woman next to me, you could feel every part of her want to just like wipe, wipe his nose. And in the end, she went... And she found this old tissue right at the bottom. Yeah. She went, do you want it? Oh. <laughs> I've done that as well. Have you? Yeah. Cunnilingus. Nice. It's the punishment. Yes. Me, my like it. Some people like it. I don't know, but about the house. <laughs> I really should know the house. <laughs> no, no, no. No, I can't, I can't say that. On, 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 I'll tell you about it later. <laughs> I mean, that would not... Ten seconds. Oh, that's not enough for anybody. It's not enough for anyone. No. no. Depend on my mood. Might do. <laughs> well, I've learned something about everyone tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we, there we go. There we are. Good. And the winner is well, it's not really the, 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 the law. The law is the law. The law is the winner. winner. Which means it's time for the scummy mummy confession. Hooray! Uh, what have you got for us? Sarah? I can't. I thought. I think that failure is based on how much you care about it. So I've learned. I mean, the Ellis pouch straight in the mouth, I really worried about it to begin with. Right. By the, squirting. Second, the second one. Yeah. You know, yeah. on the any time. I think the worst one that's ever happened was when I completely forgot my kid's name. As in, not even kind of a distant, not even a sound. Just just a blue screen. And like, it was like an American. It was nothing. And, the, and it was. We were, I was feeding him, the other one was running around. You do that thing where you're kind of slightly panicking because mm-hmm. you might kind of leave and you've got your boob out. And there was a very glamorous kind of American little foursome. And he was like, oh, your kid's so cute. What's his name? And I was like, oh, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. I have, not, I have oh. absolutely nothing for you. And he, looked, he gave me a look. He gave me a look that made me think that I shouldn't be, I shouldn't have him. Yeah, yeah, you, you, no. you've not qualified for this. No, job. I'm not qualified for that. <laughs> no. no, that was low. Oh, that's a good one. That's um, very strong. Have you got one, Ellie? 
Uh, I've got a confession. It's not. It's not um, sort of parenting e. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's sort of legal related. Does that count? Let's <laughs> no, go with that. So it, this is before I even had kids. Uh, I lived in Vietnam for a bit in, in what we call the lost years in Hanoi, and uh, me and my friends used to go to this nightclub pretty much every night because it was the only nightclub pretty much apart from one or two others. But this one was called uh, Apocalypse Now, wow. obviously. Wow. And the DJ booth was um, half a Huey helicopter that they'd rescued from the war. Wow. I mean, it was spectacular. Got to know, and they would play requests and stuff. Yeah, and I was we were always with like we used to hang out with the American Marines from the embassy and stuff. And <laughs> this is amazing part. This is amazing. She's painting amazing scenes, yeah, isn't amazing she? Amazing scenes. So, um, and they used to request like cool American music and Eminem and all this. And then when I was like, I'll show you what. Have you ever heard of Blue? Have you heard of Blue? And they were like, what? And I was like, no, it's a great band. This great British band, Blue. And after about an hour, I persuaded the DJ, I think, just to make me go away, he found All Rise by Blue on the on the internet. And he played it mind. into Apocalypse Now out of the helicopter. And I was so smashed. And I was doing that. Do you, know, you must yes. know this song. Yes. For anyone who doesn't know this song, um, it's, a, it's a classic of early 2000s popular music um, by the boy band Blue. And it's, oh, it uses legal Blue. metaphors to describe the breakdown of a relationship. It's incredible strong and I was just I just remember being on my own in the middle of the dance floor in a apocalypse now going I'm gonna turn it to your face I rest my case <laughs> one for the money and a free ride it's free <laughs> for the lies that you denied all my eyes uh, yes wow. I'm amazed did they join you in that no the they literally all stood around in a circle it was like a nightmare they all stood around in a circle so looking judgy. like what's wrong with you what's this fucking song like this is the worst thing I've ever heard and I was oh like fuck you it's fucking British music it's my culture <laughs> it's my culture <laughs> it's a wonder I was not thrown out of the country quite honestly so yeah, um, right. yes I've got a scummy mommy confession thanks for asking Ellie um, <laughs> so uh, I'm getting into the gym uh, which means I have to also get into a lot of panty liners because you know it involves jumping etc uh, but I put a panty liner in in haste the other day and half of it folded no. back so it, it was a lot stuck to my inner inner oh, ass no. hair while I was trying to do it and it's nothing worse listener than okay. having any of your panty liner sticky bits touching your inner pubes your inner sanctum pubes did you have to take it off in a communal changing room no I always go to the like a, but you can't kind of I, like an old woman I just sort of got on with it with the sticky pube bit I was like this is not even absorbent it's the sticky side oh, no. this is yeah anyway so that's that's my confession I, I can't even put in a panty liner these oh. days and, anyway what a lovely way to end oh. um, great <laughs> well thank you for having me I mean, we've covered a lot of ground yeah. yes so Sarah Langford your book In Your Defence Stories of Life and Law is out now out now in paperback come on let's come on. do the admin for old time's sake <laughs> okay good old uh, All for right. old time's sake uh, book Still in print. Still in print. Uh, come and see the live show, scummymummies.com for dates and tickets. Uh, follow us on social media at Scummy Mummies and please do rate, review and subscribe to our podcast and tell all your friends. Thank you so much, Thank Sarah. Thank you very much for having me. Has it been more fun or less fun than defending a murder in court? <laughs> I mean, there's more alcohol involved. So, In which? <laughs> <laughs> She needs to drink after both events, Ellie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> drink to forget. Oh. There's been more talk of cunnilingus in yes. this particular. Well, yes. I mean, yes. I'm sure it doesn't come up very often in the bar. Well, I mean. Has anyone yes. ever been murdered by cunnilingus? <laughs> 
feels unlikely. It does. What a way to go, though, eh? What a way oh, to go. I've, I've told you this before I've fallen asleep during it, but it was just because it was quite gentle and very relaxing. No, mate, because it was shit. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. It's apparently it's done snoring, which is always lovely, <laughs> lovely <laughs> feedback for anybody's work, really. Um, good. Thank you so much. Thank Until next time. Bye bye. This one leaves nail clippings by the bed. Oh, I have to say, that, that's never happened that's to me. That's disgusting. That is disgusting. So he would have to exfoliate oh, my feet. That's, I mean, that's, that's quite a, that is an apt. That's, that's a good tip for Quite an apt, yes, yeah. for 22 minutes. I'd take that. That's reasonable. Oh, yes, I wouldn't I like, do it though, I'm, would it, really? What? <laughs> what are you saying about my feet, Sarah? <laughs> She scrub, scrub, she put down a shoe size no. every time I go and see the um the mind exfoliation. You need a wax. She's like a fucking hobbit. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.